and welcome to Bulletproof Faith. We're here to equip you so that you can equip your kids with Christian worldview and apologetics. And today we're in our second cultish type group. Mm. Today, the Jehovah's Witnesses. So we did Mormons the last time and um, probably like in order of number of followers maybe. That I guess that would probably be number one oh, or at least in the U.S. I don't know. Um, and then, uh, I, don't, I haven't done this, like, looked it up for sure, but Jehovah's Witness is probably up there, too. So, I would, they're maybe number two of the ones that we're going to cover anyway. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, so, Jehovah's Witnesses, formally known as the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society. Okay. okay. Better known as Jehovah's Witnesses. So... Last time I gave you a little bit of a history and how it got started and stuff like that. I don't really have quite that story for this one, but it began in 1884 by a man named Charles Taze Russell. Okay, and why this is important is this group also misinterprets scriptures in some very fundamental ways. Mm. Now this one is is less, uh, it's not sort of, the same thing where the Mormons have four different books that they'll give you as scripture. Um, this is more of just a misinterpretation of scripture in some very fundamental ways. But what they have done because of that is they have their own translation of the Bible and they will not let their followers use anything other than that translation of the Bible. And it has some very key changes, very key changes that are a big deal. Um, the, this translation of the Bible that they use is called the New World Translation. Now, the reason that is dangerous, it sounds like like a regular translation, like you know that that we would use. Sure. Because we have the New International Version, we have the New Living Translation, we have the uh, New English Translation, the Net Bible. So, just looking at it on the surface. It sounds like a credible, legitimate translation of the Bible, but it is not. So, I want you guys to just burn this into your brains. The NWT, the New World Translation, that is the Jehovah's Witnesses version of the Bible, mm. and it is not a, a reliable, trustworthy translation. Okay, So if you see that anywhere, don't pick up a copy. Uh, well, or you could you could pick up a copy, but but don't be. You're not going to learn from that, okay? You're not you're not trying to teach yourself with that version. So, um, the Jehovah's Witnesses, if you if you don't know this, they are very much a marketing group, if that makes sense. Mm. They're all about this idea of publishing. Now I'm doing air quotes here, publishing. Um, I mean that in a figurative sense, but I also mean that in a literal sense. Uh, they, ever since their start, they have been focused on pushing out productions, pushing out publications, pushing out literature, making tons of copies, sending it out, making sure everybody gets this. They still produce a widely distributed bi-weekly magazine called The Watchtower. I'm sure you've seen that somewhere. I've seen tracks of the Watchtower laying around, but that's what they still produce. Um, it's bi-weekly. And then there's another one, um, a magazine called Awake. Uh, Awake with an exclamation point magazine. 
Um, it is produced by eight men in New York, and those are, that is the governing body for Jehovah's Witnesses, for uh, authority, doctrine, instructions, practical stuff. That's their governing body, is eight men in New York. Um, but they're very big into publishing, and in fact, every baptized member of the Jehovah's Witness uh, Church is called a quote-unquote publisher. Okay, and so what they mean by that is like you're required to evangelize uh, and to publish and to like get the word out. Yeah. Okay, so all their members are called publishers. Another thing to remember with this group is that they are all about end times. Big focus, big focus on end times. And a lot of their publications are all about it. You know, what, what signs are we watching for? What's coming? You know, it's, it's all about end times. Very focused on that. And like I said last, uh, like two weeks ago during the intro, a lot of these groups, that's a common theme. Um, and so while eschatology is important for us as well, an overemphasis is, is not good. Yeah. Um, but they're all about it. Matter of fact, um, I produced a, uh, a presentation on this years ago, and I took a screenshot of their, the front page of their website, <laughs> and there was like two articles of, you know, are we running out of time? It, it, like, yeah. <laughs> so you can just, you can tell. Um, but about those end times, one thing that's very interesting, there have been a lot of false end time prophecies. <laughs> And they're, they're into setting dates, man. They will set a date. Um, so the first one, 18... I'm just going to go through a list of... Th these are not, these are not uh, an exhaustive list, but I'm just going to give you an idea of what happens sure. here. 1874 to 1878 was called the end of the harvest. Uh, 1881, since that didn't happen in 78 was the revised end of the, of the harvest. Uh, then that didn't happen, and then there was a prediction that Jesus would begin, would begin his millennial reign in 1914. Okay. Well, that didn't happen, yeah. and then it got revised to 1925. Um, and then that didn't happen, of course. That day came and went. And then um, in 1966... They predicted that the end would be in 1975. Hmm. Uh, of course, that didn't happen in 1975, hmm. and so after that, they predicted, well, it'll be the end of the century, the end of the century. Uh, and then when that didn't happen, they basically blamed their followers for misinterpreting what they said. Okay. <laughs> so okay. there's been lots of false date-setting, hmm. end-time prophecies. Now, what did we learn last week about if you make a false prophecy and claim it was from God and it doesn't happen. You're done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you get one shot at this. If you prophesy something that is going to come to pass and you claim it was from God and it does not come to pass, then the Bible says that's how you know this was a false prophet. Mm. That is the test of a prophet. Mm. But there's been many false times, uh, false end times prophecies with this group. Now, one in particular, that 1914 date, this is a very important belief for JWs. 
Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, but they're, they're not truly honest about it, really. They're, the initial claim was that it was the end. I mean, for sure, they claimed that this was going to be the end and Jesus would start his millennial reign. When it didn't happen, the claim evolved to not the end, but the beginning of the end. Okay? Um, and so what they say is that there was a secret return of Jesus and that he began his heavenly reign hmm. at that point. Pretty interesting. Secret. Okay. Um, so about their beliefs, why is this such a big deal? The big thing is that they don't believe that Jesus was God. Hmm. They believe that Jesus is actually Michael the Archangel. Okay. Who is mentioned in Scripture, right? Um, but there's several changes that they make in the New World Translation, their translation of the Bible, to try to take Jesus' deity away from him. One of them is John 1.1. 1, 1. So the prologue to the Gospel of John, and it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm-hmm. Okay, pretty mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. In the New World Translation, it changes, and instead of saying the Word was God, it said the Word was a God. Okay. A very small change. It's only one letter. Yeah. But big it's deal, a big though. deal. It's a big deal. Yep. Um, so... They um, they they do not believe that Jesus is God, and their big deal is that his there there's I'm looking here on uh, their website, and it says as Jehovah's Witnesses we strive to adhere to the form of Christianity that Jesus taught and that his apostles practiced. This article summarizes our basic beliefs. Number one. God. We worship the one true and almighty God, the creator whose name is Jehovah. He is the God of Abraham, Moses, and Jesus. So Jesus wasn't mm. God. Okay. Mm. Um, and they're very big on his, his name being Jehovah. Mm. Like if, if you don't refer to him as Jehovah, that's a, that's a big offense mm. to them. So yeah, um, Number three on that same section says, We follow the teachings and example of Jesus Christ and honor him as our Savior and as the Son of God. Thus, we are Christians. However, we have learned from the Bible that Jesus is not Almighty God and that there is no scriptural basis for the Trinity doctrine. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So... um, that is the big problem that I have with Jehovah's Witnesses. They believe that Jesus was a created being, okay? Um, not that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Yeah. Um, he was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. Yeah. Okay, so it clearly states that in, in the Bible. But they would say that Jesus himself was a created being. He yeah. was part of creation. Which which makes what they believe to be completely heretical and yes. a farce. Exactly. Right. 
they have to twist Scripture to arrive at this interpretation. Yeah. It can only be supported using their translation of the Bible. Yeah. Okay, so if you just... If you go up to one of them with, uh, let's just, I'm, I'm reading here from a CSB, they can't support this. But, but what they'll do is, if you're talking to them, they'll pull out their version of the Bible. Sure. They'll pull out the New World Translation, mm. and they'll say, look, we'll see it says here. <laughs> yeah. So um, that it, it's their translation of the Bible, which everything hinges upon, mm. which is interesting because Charles Taze Russell, their founder, did not know Greek. And he claims that he retranslated it okay. correctly. Okay. Uh, it's interesting because he did not know Greek yeah. Yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a famous court case when he, he was in court and they were asking him um, to, to prove that he could translate Greek and he could not do it. Not, not even a little bit. <laughs> mm. so, Red flag. Yeah. So a person that could not translate ancient Greek is the person whose translation you're relying upon. Mm. Mm. It's important to know. Um, More about this, though, with Michael the Archangel. Um, They believe that Jesus is not uh, Jesus as God, but they believe that he is actually Michael the Archangel. Jordan, can you look up 1 Thessalonians 4.16? This is the uh, proof text that they will cite for this, for, for Jesus being uh, Michael the archangel. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Paul writes, uh, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a shout of command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Yeah. So that's, that's a proof text that they will give to you. Um, because it says that Jesus will come down with the voice of the archangel. Okay. I think that's a stretch. Yeah. Just, you know, my opinion. Um, and by the way, Michael is only mentioned a handful of times in the Bible. It's yeah. not, you know, um, but none of which would indicate that it's Jesus. Yeah. But that's, that's the one of the main proof texts that they will cite to you is 1 Thessalonians 4.16. If you try to refute this, they will tell you that he's special because he's the only archangel. So okay. he's still special. He's not just some archangel, but that Michael is actually the only archangel there is. Okay. That's interesting because Daniel 10.13 uh, says that Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me after I had been there with the kings of Persia. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So clearly there's more than one yeah. archangel. Yeah. Um, so that's that's interesting. Um they have some other interesting beliefs, too. Um, one of them is that Jesus did not die on a cross. Hmm. It was a torture stake. Okay. So just just a pole in the ground, and your arms are tied up to the top of it, but it wasn't a, a cross. Hmm. Um, I, I don't actually know why that's a big deal to them, but uh, there's no historical or biblical evidence of this. I mean, yeah. it's... It, was clearly a cross, and sure. the Romans did that. Yeah. And, um, That's based in history. Yeah. Um, another one is that Jesus resurrected spiritually, not physically. Yeah. Um, another thing that they do that's really interesting is they're very big on not letting their members study the Bible alone. 
that they need to do it with a teacher. Yeah. And uh, only with watchtower approved items, yeah. materials. It's a red flag. That's a big red flag. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Because maybe yeah. you would come to a different conclusion than yeah. what the church is teaching you Correct. if you just studied the Bible alone. Yeah. Uh, they also tell their people, like this is a big thing, to, to not ever Google Jehovah's Witnesses. I wonder why that is, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oof. Yeah. So um, it's, it's imagine, imagine your pastor saying, hey, don't ever Google Christianity. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't, don't read the Bible. Um, yeah, it's uh, confusing. Um, Another another thing that's just I if wanna, you ever have a pastor tell you that you, you probably need to go to another church. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. Time, it's time to. If you ever have a pastor tell you not to read the Bible, it's time to move on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing that is very important is that it's it's a works system, for mm-hmm. sure. I got gotcha. you. Um, you have there, there's just like several things that you've got to do. You got to be a member of a, a Jehovah's Witness church. You have to obey God's laws. Um, you have to do what they call loyalty, which is like you have to go out door to door and evangelize or give out like published materials, you know. Um, and they have a quota for it. You have to do it for at least one hour a month. Wow. Okay. Yep. Now, I wish that. Yeah. Most of our churches, sure. I wish our people were doing that at least once a month. But, yeah. you know, the point is there's not like a quota that you sure. hit. Yeah. Um, which is interesting, though, because if, if you, it's about the time. It's not about what you're actually doing. Yeah. And so if you see Jehovah's Witnesses a lot of times, like in a neighborhood, and you, like you'll just see, a, you know, two people or something like that um, with what looks to be a Bible in their hand or something and, and they're walking very slowly, walking very slowly. That's probably what they're doing. Yeah. Because they're ticking that hour down, mm-hmm. not necessarily, you know, worried about your conversion. Sure. If you see people moving slow, yeah. uh, that, that's probably what they're doing. Yeah. So anyway, that's just a couple of things that, that they believe. But the big problem is that they believe Jesus was a good man, a prophet, a messiah, but he wasn't God. Yeah. Okay. And the Bible is just so clear that no human, no person can live a flawless, sinless life. Yeah. Only yeah. Jesus did that. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you have a Messiah that isn't God, you have a Messiah that can't save you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they would say that the Bible teaches that he was just a good man prophet, Messiah, but not God. But here's the problem. Jesus forgave sin. Mark 2, 5, and 6. Who can forgive sin but God alone? Mm. Jesus forgave sin. Jesus was called Lord and God. John 20, verse 28. Um, Jesus also received worship. Matthew 28, 9. um, Luke 24, 52. And so you have these things that Jesus does that proves who he is. And I think about C.S. Lewis's uh, liar, lunatic, Lord argument. Hmm. You familiar with this one? Yeah, so yeah I, it's good stuff. The, by the things that Jesus did, he has to either be a liar, hmm. a lunatic, 
or Lord. Yeah. Okay. So he was he was either making it all up and lying about who he was. Yeah. Okay. Or he was a crazy. You know, he was a madman. Didn't didn't know what was going on. He he was having visions and he lost his mind. Or he was Lord. Okay. And and there really is no middle ground. He he has to be one of those. Yeah. And here's the thing. If if you say, okay, he wasn't Lord, then he can't he can't be a good man because he was either lying about who he was and why he came, or he was just a, a lunatic. Yeah. Like there is no, hey, I'm just a good man, I'm a I'm a prophet, I'm a teacher, because he claimed to be Lord. Yeah. So he either was who he said he was. Or the whole thing falls apart. Yeah. You can't yeah. claim that he was just a good man. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's that's my big thing with Jehovah's Witnesses. I would I would actually uh, recommend people out there listening to get to the point where you can actually uh, communicate that, that you can articulate that the the liar lunatic Lord argument. And that if you ever encounter a Jehovah's Witness, that you know that pretty much dismantles it in, in my eyes yeah. Um, but yeah that as a takeaway also remember they will not accept a correctly translated version of the Bible they will only use the New World Translation mm. and so <laughs> to be honest Jordan and listeners I don't know how to get them off of that because they have been so pounded upon so brainwashed that that is the only correct yeah. translation. Yeah. Um, now, if they would, if they would give an honest look to any evidence at all, they would see that that's not a correct translation. Yeah. But I don't know how to get them to do that. Yeah. So, uh, they they will only engage you with their version of the Bible. So you'll probably have to pull out, you know, your copy of the Bible and and look and compare and. Maybe you can convince them. I don't know. Um, but then there's the liar, lunatic, Lord argument. Sure. That yeah. would be my takeaways for how to, you know, kind of refute Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you could literally pull up, if you have your Bible app to where you could flip over different translations. Yeah. And just pull up a handful. Like, that, well, that's a good, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe. I, I, but again, like you said, like you suggested, I mean, they've been brainwashed into thinking that their translation is the only one. And, uh, when that occurs, typically it's going to be hard to get them off of that. So yeah, that's a good idea though. I mean, because because uh, if you could go through, okay, how were translations of the Bible done? Mm-hmm. You know, where where do they come from? Yeah, and we've been through on this podcast many times. Yes, yeah, okay. that there are what is it like six thousand um, ancient handwritten it's, manuscripts it's of, of the New Testament yeah, yeah. just in Greek yeah. right okay and so yeah. altogether there's 20 something thousand right yes yeah. yes with all different languages sure. yes yeah. and that's where our modern translations come from mm-hmm. is they look at all of these where you can possibly get yeah. you know the information from and that's where the data comes from yeah and um, so maybe you could convince somebody by saying alright look all of these versions say the word was God. Mm. Uh, you, you've got the King James that says it. You've got the New King James. You've got yeah. the NASB. You've got the NIV. You've got the NET, the yeah. NLT. Yeah. All the of, NWO. You know. <laughs> all of these translations 
that are faithful in, okay, and and then yours is the only one, yeah, the only one, yeah, that says the word was a God. Think about that, and then you could use your your telephone argument, which is really good. Yeah, the further you know, the the more accurate you get. Yeah, because you find find more and more manuscripts over yeah. time. And, yeah. Well, I, I'll be careful. I don't. It's not my argument. I heard it from somewhere. Okay. Else, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. You're I right. can't my remember bad. who. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. That is that is a very good argument though. Like because you know skeptics and atheists and people yeah. like that want to say, oh, the Bible is just a translation of a translation, and, and and it's the telephone game. Well, we're actually discovering more and more ancient manuscripts, like way more than we had, let's say, in 1611 yeah. when the King James was yeah. produced. We've got so many manuscripts so that if there is like a tiny error, like a you know a spelling error or something like that in one of these manuscripts, we have thousands of copies to look at and we can say, oh yeah, here's what the original said. Yep. And so it's not the telephone game. We're actually going in reverse. Mm-hmm. As time goes on and we're getting more and more modern, we're actually getting closer and closer to yep. We've got more confidence. Yep. So it's just amazing when you think about it, and um, there's there's really not a good argument against it. But mm-hmm. if a Jehovah's Witness is set on using their translation, yeah. you know maybe there's a couple of tools that you could you could throw at them. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's Jehovah's Witness. Have you? I'm just curious. Have you encountered or uh, had a discussion with any of them? I, I have not. I remember vividly. Not vividly, but I do recall instances when I was a kid, my dad having conversations. Oh, really? With them, yeah. Okay. As they would approach the our neighborhood in the house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, man. I uh, not that long ago, we were downtown, and we were going to uh, my my daughter's climbing competition, and I saw we were passing through. We had to park kind of far away, and we were walking through, and I saw them on a street corner. And I was trying to, you know, figure out who uh, who they were. And I can't remember what it was, but they had a sign up and that something, you know, gave it away. I was like, oh, that's Jehovah's Witness over there. And I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to get her in. We're going to do this climbing competition. And I'm going to stop on the way out and, and have a talk. They were gone when I got yeah. back out. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I have not had a chance to engage in, in uh, with, with, with many of them. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious as to how some of these arguments would go. So if mm-hmm. if you're out there and you're listening and you've uh, you're ready to do it, let us know how some of this That'd goes. Cool. Yeah, yeah, be good. All right, well that's that's it on Jehovah's Witnesses, and uh, I'll leave you guys in suspense a little bit for the next time what we're going to talk about then. So, but we'll, <laughs> we've got a couple more weeks going through the cults or the sects, uh, Christian sects. So uh, we'll we'll get to that. Thank you guys for listening. Hope that uh, this was helpful. Hope that it helps you as you're teaching and preparing your kids to stand on and defend the Word of God. All right, we'll talk to you next time.